And here we are. <laughs> Immediately goes video <laughs> Okay, here we are. I think we're having some technical difficulties with Greg. Um, but glad to see everybody tonight. This is uptime. Uh, everybody, uh, Brother Bob, Brother Kevin, Brother Michael, Brother Greg, good to see you guys. And uh, to see you. we're just waiting to see what's going on here with Brother Greg. He just got home late from work. So we'll wait for him to join us momentarily. <laughs> I know he has a big intro at the beginning. Who wants to give us a good intro like Greg does? Anybody here? Hagen, Hagen. Mm. The- <laughs> what is uptime all about? Yeah, Hagen. What is uptime all about? Why are we here ultimately? I mean, the, the world, yeah, we, we're going to tell you tonight how the world's going to go in, go into hell in the handbasket. Right. Well, what's the reason? I'm not going to say that. We're here, <laughs> Bring people back to the Lord Jesus Christ through a knowledge of his word. And that's, <clears throat> you may hear some things about some of the things that are going on in the world today, which you don't really need to listen to us because all you have to do is turn the TV on and you get 24 hours a day, seven days a week of it. But yeah, uh, we're sort of me. like a, we're a, we're a, um, we're a haven here, you know, a place uh, where you can, where the ships can come into the harbor and the, the seas are smooth, if you will, because we need to have peace. And especially in these days, if we don't, um, and people that people that are looking for the truth are going to look to the people that are at peace. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to be looking Amen. at the people that are the people that are panicking and, and, you know, there's chaos everywhere. True. Um, uh, Michael and I talked about this recently. It's Amen. very, it's very important to, um, you know, to have a foundation. And uh, the world's foundations don't work. They're shaky. The, the storms come and knocks them down. But the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ is sure. Yeah, and it, it's withstood the test of centuries of time and it still does yeah and so. it's, that foundation is important because i mean you know we had the scripture that talks about you know when the the rains and the storms come and beat against the houses it once the once that happens you know whether you're on the rock or the sand is it's going to be made known so there's no oh quick let's lay a new foundation you know it's it's going to get crazy and it's important to be standing on the rock Always. Doesn't Greg say something like, um, you know, this is uptime community. We are a body of believers looking forward yeah, to the great hearing of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We'd like to make this an interactive forum. So please put in your comments and questions in the chat. And uh, there's uh, bad news first, which is we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But the good news is that we have Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, who died for us. And rose again so that we may have eternal life. That's pretty much what he says, I mean, in a nutshell. Right on, you have it, Kevin. Someone's paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget the scripture, the scripture of the day. That's, That's right. right. Now the scripture of the day. Um, this yep. 1 Thessalonians 4.18. Wherefore, comfort each other with these words. <laughs> right. So. Comfort each other with these words about a certain event that's going to take place soon here in the future. The rapture resurrection event. Amen. It's a closing out event, the grand finale of the Age of Grace. 
Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen and in the meantime, what's that? And so in the meantime, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're here and um, we are, we, we gather together all the more so as we see the day approaching. And I think that's the, like, the, like what you said there, Robert Hagen regarding your Haven, which is, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fortress of solitude almost, right? It's a, you know, it's, it's a fortress against the winds that blow um, all the time, which is the world just blowing their, you know, buffoonery at us all week long. And we come here to, you know, put up our fortress and, and go into our, into our room basically. And, and, and we all gather together and, um, we discuss those things and we keep each other in line and we do the iron sharpens iron type thing. Right. And where we, we, we discuss topics and we bounce things off each other and we learn from each other and the people in chat will, will put in, you know, it's an interactive thing. And we put, they put messages in there and we read them and we glean information from that too. And I think it's just a, a fantastic forum that we have here. And uh, I enjoyed every week being with my brothers and sisters in chat as well. And, you know, whenever we have anybody on from the past, it's, it's awesome. It's like, you know, sometimes like, like we just had Leora on, right? I mean, it's great to have um, those, those, those guests that come back and discuss and, and tell us what's going on with their lives. And, you know, it's kind of like one big family here, really. Yeah, I was talking to Leora. She was talking. She was talking about having some of those uh, actors coming on uh, uh, uptime. Remember, we talked about that. Yeah, and she's going to be doing some interviews pretty soon. So I know she's here right now. So that'd be great if we could have some of them come on, or even if it's just for five or ten minutes. That'd be great. I'd love to have them come on here yeah. and share share what they're doing with the movie and you know yeah. their walk with the Lord and everything. You know, yeah. and, you know, we are truly seeing a shift, aren't we, in, in Hollywood? Starting to see a shift. There. Nobody so. wants to listen to Hollywood no more. Mm-hmm. Probably anybody who ever wants to watch the movies. I, we just, uh, my, my, my son's wanted to go see that, uh, the new Puss in Boots, you know, and we wanted to go see that movie. There's hardly anybody, it just released nobody in the theater. You know, it's actually kind of sad. You know, I grew up in those days and the theaters were filled and stuff like that. Sure. It's kind of sad to see that now. You couldn't even get a ticket like the first uh, two or three weeks of any, you know, movie that 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 just came out. And something like the big ones were like a month or two. Yeah. Now, yeah. now it's 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 I mean, I haven't gone to the movies and see I, that's 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 the thing is like people like me, yeah. I suppose, who used to go no longer go. Uh, well, also, there's something really yeah. compelling out there for me to go, and and you know it's it's I just have a feeling that if I do go, I'll be mortified at something very quickly. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah, it's the days of the dollar theater are long gone. And oh yeah. Nowadays, to get a ticket and get something oh, to eat yeah. while you're there, I mean, you might as well take out a loan. I mean, that's about the only way you're going to be able to do it. They're so, like thirty or forty bucks in, uh, in New York for like the lowest price ticket, I think. That's uh man, it's yeah. And with Remember all these days, though, um, Higgin, did you ever have those that that theater um that was a ninety nine center and it played double feature? Yeah. The Manor Theater in San Mateo where I grew up. Okay. Ours was the Paradise Theater in Long Beach. Yeah. And uh I remember going to a uh, a premiere of a movie in San Francisco years ago. Grand mm-hmm. Prix with James Garner. 
You ever oh. seen that movie? Grand Prix, and, huh? Grand Prix with James Garner. It was the premiere of the movie, and my mom took us up there for it. And it was people are around the block to see this movie on racing. What We're year was racing? Sixty oh, something. I don't even remember, and but it was really something. Now, who cares? You know, it's right. yeah. You know, I, I've noticed now um, uh, this one movie yeah. that just came out. Um, can't remember the name of the movie now. Can't, I wish I could promote it here right now. It'll come to me later. It was a Christian movie, and the movie is uh, it was actually done pretty well. Normally, the Christian movies are very low budget. It's kind of like watching uh, like it's like watching Power Rangers from the eighties almost, you know. <laughs> but um, this one movie that came out was really good. And I'm going to get the name of it later. I can't think of it right now. It was actually pretty. It was done pretty decently. It was kind of. Uh, it's kind of like almost done as almost not quite as well as a Marvel movie, but they did pretty good with this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, War of Heaven. That's what's called the War of Heaven. And that was a good movie, Christian based. It actually talked about Jesus, His redeeming mm-hmm. blood. You know, wow. there's one part of that movie that stuck out to me. And I thought, man, what they, they I don't know who did this movie, but the guy was complaining that this all this war and all this carnage and all this stuff, all this all these things are happening here on the earth. Why won't God do anything? And as he whips his hand back, as he's complaining, his hand hits a piece of wood and he brings his hand off it and the wood is covered in blood. And he looks up behind him and he sees this huge cross. Yeah, you know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that was that was done. That was good. That yeah. was good. You guys got to see it. War of Heaven, great Imagine. movie. Yeah, it's I'm not that expensive to get the DVD or download it. But uh, man, but the thing is, real interesting because in the movie, basically, they're going. He actually was out unconscious, pretty much dead, and the entire time he was actually in the uh, kind of kind of like the flip side of our reality here mm-hmm. on the spiritual realm of the earth. And he, all that you see is just demonic entities battling angels here. Okay. Mm-hmm. As the angel Gabriel is leading him and guiding him and teaching them about all these things. It's a really good movie, but there was a, there's a whole lot of truth in there. Evidently. Wow. I think they'd pretty much nailed everything. I don't think anything about that movie was not biblical. So how do you recommend it? Because I honestly, guys, I think that's pretty much what's happening right now. The way this world is moving with all this war and all this carnage right now and the direction that we're heading is only a, a representation of what's happening in the heavens right now mm-hmm. and in the spiritual realm. Their wars are ramping up. Our wars are ramping up here now. Mm-hmm. And it's about to come to head with the rapture resurrection. Amen. You, you know, the, Amen. You, remember, you know, the record in the old Testament where the, uh, uh, the prophet, one of the, I can't even think of who, which one it was, but what the man think? of God, the man of God thought he was the only one that was left um, standing. And uh, then he had a vision of the chariots. You know which one I'm talking about? I can't think of that right now. Is that but, um, Elijah? Yeah. He had, I mean, he thought that no one was standing, that there was, there was uh, nothing behind him, and all of a sudden, in in, in the Old Testament, many times, um, the Lord has has shown the spiritual might 
in the census realm. And uh, I think if we were to see, to, to come off of Bob's point there, to see what's going on in the spiritual realm with our physical eyes, mm-hmm. would, would just blow our minds, completely blow our minds. Because it's intense. Um, you can see the intent, you know, the, you can um, sense the intensity of it many times. Um, just by living your life, you can sense it. Sometimes you'll just be, something will happen and you'll just get, you'll feel real you know, yeah. creeped out, if you will, and you'll know something's wrong. Or yeah. you know that the you know there's the there's the presence of evil in your midst, and, mm-hmm. and, you, and you just really, uh, um, you know, you start praying in the name of Jesus Christ, and you're rebuking it, and and we've all we've all been there, we've all had to do that. Uh, a lot of times, people don't don't use the name of Jesus Christ because they. They think they're troubling him or they're bothering God to to um, use his name, to use the power. Uh, they're like I've said before, they're they don't believe that the gifts and calling of God are good and they're afraid of them. They're scared, you know, as if God is going to give you something that's bad. So. He gives you a word. He gives you a word about something or someone, and you call him up and you say, uh, "You know, the Lord wanted me to call you today because He has a word for you." And you'd be surprised. A lot of times, that person would say, "Boy, I'm sure glad you called because I got a nine millimeter pistol in front of me right now, and I'm about to shoot myself in the head." I'm not. I'm, I don't mean to be so dramatic, but I'm just using that as an example. That there are times when people need to have the word and they need for, you know, the Lord needs us to be his spokespeople, if you will, right? It's just like, uh, you know, Michael, you, you blessed me by telling me that the teaching I did blessed you, the yeah. recent thing I did. Now, yeah, it really did. It was Very like much. I I didn't know what you were up to. I didn't, and I didn't even know until the morning that I did that that I was going to do it on Gideon. But for some reason, I could not get that record out of my mind, Oops. and I know why I couldn't get it out there because it was something that needed to be um, talked about. But see, we what we need to do is we need to realize that. That um, if it is God and Christ in us, you know, if if we really have this Holy Spirit residing within us, that we have an awful lot of power, we don't let it go to our heads and we don't get crazy about it. But at the same time, we need that. Um, every day, there's things that come up where we're going to need to... Um, how many times does a day go by where you don't think about uh, how much uh, that that God has done to save you? I mean, there's not a day that goes by that I don't I don't think about it. Mm-hmm. As I get older, that you know, 
I'm seeing all these younger people uh, passing away and a lot of people, some 31 year old guy died the other day. And, and of course, you know, Presley's daughter, I mean, she was fit, but she just drops dead. You know, I think I know why, but I'm not going to get into that. But um, we really, you know, we need the Lord and, and, and not just uh, an hour a week. We need him every day. And, um, and like Kevin said, we need the fellowship of one another. Uh, it's kind of important, whether it's an hour or two hours or uh, whatever time we have on here. And the people that join us in the chat room are all important, too. You know, they're they're on here. You know, they're taking time out of their day to listen, see if they can learn anything from these other guys. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know awesome. I don't know what you're going to learn from me, but at the same time, you know, I know that that uh, I've said this to Greg many times, you know, he just didn't do this so he could have something to do on Tuesday nights as if he doesn't do enough, you know. And the same thing with Bob and Kevin and you, Michael, you know, you guys are all busy. Um, I just want to uh, send a, uh, a word of support out for, for what you're doing, Michael, on your channel. It's excellent work. It's uh, mm -hmm. a blessing for people that will take the time to go on there. Uh, Centurions of Faith and and uh, listen to what Michael has been uh, by the grace of God and under his direction mm -hmm. have been putting together and uh, I'm very blessed with it and uh, don't ever sell yourself short man you've, you've got mm -hmm. a gift and uh, every time I listen to you I'm going no. so what do you got going on what do you got going on there Michael I guess uh, recently I'm some recent videos it's a um... <laughs> it's uh, it's a lot. I mean, it's a little over an hour worth of study, so it's kind of hard to get all into. But um, the biggest thing is, it's just I, I've never wanted to force anything. I've always wanted to listen to the Lord and and bring studies of what He's showing me. And if I don't understand something, I'll just kind of sit on it for a while. But I, I think it's really interesting the whole premise behind this particular study because of what uh, Bob did. And uh, he did a study on Gideon and um, I started having like some technical difficulties and things going on around my personal life. And I was like, well, every once in a while this happens. And, and I don't, you know, the day before his study, I prayed for assurance and I was sitting there. If anyone watches my channel, you realize I uh, do a lot of vacuum praying. So I'm sitting there vacuuming and praying. And I'm just talking to the Lord. And I was like, Lord, if this is really what you want me to continue doing, and um, because there's a lot going on, I was like, you know, please help me to understand, help me to see what, what to do. And it was so crazy because the very next morning, Hagen comes on with a Bible study about Gideon. And I didn't think much of it at the time. But that's really the the premise and the essence of the story of Gideon, right? He's he has the fleece and he's he's praying. He's like, God, are you sure? And a lot of people look at that and they attack Gideon and say, Oh, well, he he didn't have the faith to believe. Wow. You know, he didn't have the faith to trust. You know, the first time around. But I think where we all err greatly is that it, we let pride come in and we want to follow the Lord. 
and we want to make sure we're doing and fulfilling his will and his purpose for us. Yeah, that's there's a faith component, but I don't think God's in heaven shaking his finger at us saying, you know, I can't believe you would ask me that question, whether or not. So it was really interesting. So we had this. And then I had this technical problem and I was trying to reach out to support and all these different avenues and no one could solve it. No one could fix it. And as I laid in bed and I was praying to God and I was like, Lord, this is the direction I wanted to go with some of these studies, some of these video projects that I'm working on. And if this isn't going to work, I don't see how this is even going to be possible. Well, the Lord just, man, he just blessed me with an idea. And I went and I tried it and it worked. And I was like, this is crazy that it actually worked. And it was funny because just prior on the channel, I was talking about how God always brings us to these moments where there's no other way it could be possible unless he's the one that's doing it. So we know it's him that's doing it. And it was like last week's Sunday or the week before last, God was already planting those those themes into my mind. And then I wasn't even thinking about it, and I was emailing Bob about the Gideon Bible, and I'm sure you got that. And Oh, and I went to the doctor because I've been having crazy health problems. I think I may have mentioned that to you, uh, Bob, about the diabetes and all that. So I'm sitting there at the doctor office. I'm all bummed out, and I'm like, oh, you know, everything's, you know, not exactly perfect. And I, my doctor was running behind. I had 45 minutes plus the 15 minutes. That was early. So I basically had a whole hour. And I'm sitting there bummed out. I'm having really bad anxiety. And I look up, and there's this little tiny white Gideon's Bible. And the funny thing is I didn't even put two and two together what the Lord was showing me at the time. Well, I opened up the Gideon's Bible, and I was skipping through, and I went to Galatians. And that's kind of to answer your question, Bob, about the study that I did. It was over the covenants and the sons of the covenants. So I was looking at Galatians, and I was reading Galatians chapter 4. And I just felt like the Lord put it onto my heart to study it out further. So I get home the next morning, um, reaching out to Bob Hagen. And I was like, you'll never believe it. I found this white Gideon's Bible. Oh, and I like, it just, the bomb just went off in my mind. And I just felt like the Holy Spirit was like, hello, that was me, you know. And he just, uh-huh. God just unfolded this amazing study, things that I would never have peace together on my own. So I know it was the Holy Spirit. I know it was God. And it was just so cool to be able to pray to the Lord and get such an assurance from him. And I think that, you know, if, you know, guys, the warfare that we were talking about, so real, you know, things are going on. The spiritual side is off the charts and we're all shaken. You know, I mean, it's, it's hard, but Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith and our salvation He's the one who's not going to break a bruised reed or quench a smoking flax. He's going to take us where we're at and when we need him. And he knows. And he Mm -hmm. just stoked that flame. And I just felt like a torch. I was like, ah, I was on fire all over. I was like, thank you, Jesus. Because, I mean, mm -hmm. it's just so good, you know, when you experience the love of God. And over and over, it's like, man, through the midst of our failures, our successes, it's like it doesn't. I mean, it matters, but to God, he just he just sees that blood, that that blood that we trust and believe in. And I'm just so grateful for that. Amen. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the same thing happens to me when I, when I start making videos, mainly when I start making the Rapture Resurrection reports, when the Lord leads me to do it. OK, I haven't yeah. made one in a while because the Lord has led me to do it. 
you know, I thought I was about to make one. The Lord's like, no, not yet. Not, not yet. But usually yeah. when I make one, it, everything starts popping in the news while I'm making it. Yeah. Okay. It starts to become mainstream news while I'm making the video. So, you know, it's the Holy Spirit. That's happened to me a bunch of times. Okay. And I yep. think it's starting to happen right now because when I'm making that video, I was like, man, that doesn't make sense. And then something pops up in the news. Mm-hmm. Something pops up. This person, this other brother or sister in Christ has a revelation from the Lord. They find something, they post it. Like, oh, there it is. It's like I go through and I find pieces to the puzzle. And then I create my own tapestry, you know, dealing with whatever subject, you know. Yeah. And uh, really interesting. I want to share this dream one of my subscribers had. I was working on one of his videos. And I read the dream off of our website. And basically, the short, basically, it was a short dream. He had a dream about the ark, okay, the actual boat mm-hmm. all the animals going to. And he was entering the ark with a female. So it represents the male and female going into the ark animals, okay? Well, today we have the ark of Jesus Christ, okay? That's our ark the body of christ okay that's Amen. our ark now okay and we're entering that ark and by the way when those animals went into that ark what happened god sealed them yeah in that ark he closed the door and he sealed it just like we are sealed in our yeah. in our, our spirits our soul spirit sealed in the body of christ uh, ephesians 1 13 14 and 4 30 okay but the really interesting about think about this dream check this out this is a true story the guy had his dream. He saw the ark and all that stuff like that. And um, it wasn't actually an ark. It was actually uh, a van. All right, It wasn't a boat. It was actually a van that he was getting into. It was a big van. And the van was white and orange. Okay? And so they're getting into the van. And I'm not going to all the details. There's other sure. stuff with the dream. And then the next day in real life, check this out. He was on the road with his mom, and a van pulls up next to them at a stoplight. It was a big van, big cargo passenger van, a big passenger van, and the van was half orange, half white, and it had the name Ark on the side of it. (laughs) What are the chances of that? I mean, come on. What are the chances? That is just like you're talking about right there, Michael. Yeah, that is the Holy Spirit. He gives us these dreams. Amen. And then some of us actually have amazing things happen to us in real life. And that just goes that that should give us all hope. Just like Kevin was talking about at the beginning. Okay. We are here to give you hope about the soon rapture resurrection event. And of course, we could tell you what the Bible tells you, but there are other there are other things going on out there like dreams and visions. Yeah. Okay. Now, that dream was pretty cool, but there's a whole bunch of other dreams that you can, if you want to go to edvforme.org, it's a free website, go there, you can read all about them over there, you know? What do you think, Kevin? About what? You guys said a lot of things. (laughs) I was just talking about that dream. I was talking about that dream, how God, you know, is giving us dreams and visions right now, and, you know, some of about the van, about the van down by the river? The van down by the river, yeah. You know, the thing about that dream, though, I looked at dreams like, you know, I saw a white and orange van. White mm-hmm. meaning your spirit, orange meaning your body. Okay, okay. white, you're glorified, sealed in Christ. Orange meaning just, you know, white, brown, 
whatever, whatever race you are, it doesn't matter. It, it was yeah. just orange color, and it kind of reminded me of rust. Just get old, yeah. deteriorate. Was right? it like sin nature or something? Yeah. But uh-huh. in that van, it was getting into that van. But what happens after rapture resurrection? Our spirit's already dealt with. It's sealed right. to the day of redemption. That's why in Ecclesiastes 12, 7, it says that we our spirit returns to God. All right? right. And when you're born again, your soul is sealed in your spirit, and your spirit's sealed. Okay? Right. So the spirit returns to God with your soul in it, and it goes back up to God. Body stays here on the earth and rots until the rapture resurrection event. And that's why I think where that van was orange, because you have the white, which represents the glorified spirit, and the body being resurrected or being raptured and changed and given a spiritual body. Uh-huh. And you know, it's interesting. I just saw this video. It's really interesting. It was talking about the molecular, the molecules in your body, how quick they move. Yeah. And I guess uh, I might be wrong about this, but it said the slower the molecules move in your body or, or the quick, or I think it's the quicker the molecules move. You can pass, yeah. no, it's slower. You can pass through walls. So if your molecules in your body slow down, then you can pass through walls and do all kinds of stuff like Jesus did. So I'm wondering if that's part of the the mystery in our (laughs) our new immortal bodies. The molecules slow down to a place where now it's it's like peaceful. They they, they move out peacefully and you go in walls. Because the, the, the scientists and everybody will always tell you like, a wall is mostly just space, you know, like it's not, it is solid, but I mean, it's just because there's so many molecules that are so close to, to each other. But mm-hmm. in fact, when you look at a molecule, it's like the electrons are so far away from the nucleus. I mean, it's ridiculously far away in, in, in terms of, okay. you know, a measurement in terms of how big the nucleus is and how far away the electrons are. Now, all that stuff is super small. But I wonder, Bob, it, you know, if there is something to what your theory is, which is that w- w- we change in a way so that our molecules do not interact with other ones. Either they, you know, because they either they compress or they they slow down so that they're not, you know, s- spaced out and hitting things. Right. So it's, it's interesting um, to, to find out exactly what that metamorphosis will be but I, I i like your interpretation of that van um being you know two sides of the coin right and that mm-hmm. that there's a spirit and a body and then of course we also have a soul but the at the rapture resurrection the body gets glorified it, it changes and that's why it says we will change in a twinkling of an eye at the last trump uh, well the mm-hmm. trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will rise first, and then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the air to be with the Lord forever. Yeah. Wherefore, comfort each other with these words. <laughs> there we go. The, the verse of the day. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I think that, that when that change happens, Bob, something change, something big occurs. I mean, and I think that we, we have, you know, uh, an example of that with Christ resurrecting. Um. 2000 years ago in that he, he, he completely changed. He was, he was all of a sudden in the midst of, you know, with them. And then all of a sudden he was there on the shore, you know, all of a sudden he was there talking with a couple of people. I mean, so it was, 
you know, he, he could do those things that you and I can't do the, the, that today. And Jesus also was not necessarily doing those things before he was crucified either. Now, granted, there were a few times where it was it was interesting, where like the mob wanted to do something. The mob wanted to kill him. Or the mob wanted to make him king one time. And he said he passed through the midst of them, right? How how did that happen? How did he do that? Well, it could have been supernatural. It could have been anything. But, I mean, it probably was. It probably was some kind of divine intervention that was going on there to protect him uh, during that period of time. And that it wasn't his time. Because he said that a couple times. Like, this is not my time yet, you know? So I'll to show you yeah. his blood his blood was different, wasn't it, Kevin? Yeah. There's something special about his blood and about his body mm-hmm. that enabled him to do that. Evidently, yeah. his blood yeah. wasn't from any man here on earth, no. it was from the Father in heaven. Exactly. There still is something happened. special about his blood. Yeah. <laughs> even though even yeah. though he, he when he came back, he said he didn't have any blood, right? I mean he said I'm flesh and bone, but he shed all of it there on the cross see and Mm -hmm. so you're right there is something to this day that is life let's be honest his blood is our life and it's the life of anybody who will believe on the lord jesus christ for his blood sacrifice you do that you accept your free gift and guess what you're saved you you are saved from all the sins that you've ever committed and that you ever will commit isn't that an amazing um, blessing? And it's a yeah. it's, it's it's something that's unfathomable, really. I mean, it, it, to to think about that whole situation, it does require faith. But when you look at it, though, from a perspective of understanding it, then it doesn't become outrageous. It becomes, of course, it becomes obvious that that is the um, that is the solution and that is the mechanism that God used in order to bring us to him through his son. That's why we always say on here that, um, you know, if you're wondering if there really is a one true and living God, and if there is a, if there is an absolute truth, which we believe there is, then um, you need to ask him um, yeah. to show you and he will. And uh, like I've said many times before, fasten your seatbelt because you're in for the ride of your life. And uh, it's not going to be easy. A lot of times there's a lot of um, challenges, a lot of like what Michael was just talking about. Uh, We've all had them. But um, the thing we have is that we have uh, an anchor. Um, We know that if we're yoked together with the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, if we've taken his yoke upon us and the burden that he has had and does have for mankind, that that's going to be the kind of burden that we have. You know, there's nothing wrong with having a burden. Um, Burdens are, you know, that's what makes you strong. Um, Being yoked together with the Lord Jesus Christ keeps you going in this, in the right direction. You know, you don't yoke an ox with a horse. You know, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you just, uh, you want to be pulling in the same direction. Uh, we really, um, everybody's strengths are needed. Sometimes they get redundant. I talk about the same things, it seems like, every week. But 
each person has certain strengths that the other members of the body need. Like Bob, Kevin, Michael, and Greg, and whoever else is on here, you know, there he is. There's a there's a strong man right there. But uh, I I need I need strengths that Greg has, and like he needs the ones that I have. And we're all we all that's how the body works together. Isn't that right, Greg? Could you guys repeat that last hour for me? Can you <laughs> get me caught up to speed? Can you can you move just a little bit over to that way? Thank you. Yeah, I feel so much yeah, better. Much better that way, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why do I got to be in the middle? Who am I, well, Alice? <laughs> well, it's Greg's just always over there, and he's just above me, and he, he just he's like this shepherd. He's kind of, he's it's nice. Charlie he's, Weaver. He's got his yeah. cane. He's whips me every once in a while, so I just want to be close to Greg. You know, work work was care. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you should it. be front and center. I mean, you know, you're you're the one simulcasting yeah, oh. on your channel. Come on, Bob. <laughs> come on, Bob. Don't come on, don't Bob. away now. All of a sudden, come on, man. Yeah. Come on, first man. time ever. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, uh, I want to ask you guys, what do you guys think about that whole event that went down when all the planes got shut down? Yeah, week? I know. Yeah, that is weird. That? Yeah, I think they, I think they scrambled. I think they scrambled the military uh, to. Um, so, something's going on. Uh, well, it's the first time since September 11th, 2001. So yeah, some, yeah. something something bigger than that is. It, it, it wasn't a it wasn't a computer glitch. It was uh, no, it wasn't a computer glitch at all. No. I was actually actually watch uh, uh, Paul Bagley's channel, what? and they had Mike from around the world on, and he was on the previous Thursday. What? And he said there are uh, 16 or 17, I think it was 16 ways or 17 ways of energy, co- galactic cosmic energy that are that's going through our solar system right now. I mean, we got hit by the first one. And he said that when it comes, he said this last the week before the whole event, he said that when it comes, it will shut down all the airports. Okay. And they'll, cl- they'll claim that it's some type of computer glitch or some type of computer problem. And that's exactly what happened. All the airports shut down in the United States and Canada, and they blamed it mm. on some type of computer problem. But strangely, it gets better because mm. a few days later, you had uh, SpaceX. They launched a Falcon Heavy military satellite into space, and the name of this satellite system is called, get this, Continuous Broadcast. Okay. They launched oh. that a few days later. Sounds kind of okay. like uptime. Continuous <laughs> rocket. What do you think? You know, can you can that possibly like... be good for anybody? Something that's called continuous broadcast that <laughs> is not hindered by anything. I'm thinking the the brains are the mark of the beast. That's wasn't that the satellite, Bob? Wasn't that the one that that uh, aborted? What's that? Was this was it the continuous broadcast one? Wasn't that the one that aborted? I don't when know. It got, when it got up into orbit, it aborted. It did. Uh, one of them did. I, I'm not sure because it was going to. It was going to. It was going to. It was going to launch. It was going to launch a bunch of mini satellites. Mm-hmm. If it's the same one, and well, it never, it never got up to the. I might be wrong, but well, I guess we'll find out around ten thirty. Yeah. See if yeah. we have continuous broadcast or not. If we go uptime, overtime or not. You got Ricky here. He says Klaus Schwab and George Soros did not attend 
the uh, the global yeah, I heard that. or the yeah. what's that? I heard that Soros did a, had a speech in Germany. Yeah, you know, I heard a bunch of things about this. I've heard that they are fearing for their lives right now because they're under threat. Okay, which you know, duh. <laughs> you know, nobody likes these guys. You know, but um, I heard about that. That's why Switzerland sent in like five thousand troops to watch over this event. Or is there something much more nefarious taking place? I mean, this is their biggest event of the year. The biggest event of the year, and Schwab is a founder, okay? Yeah. And you're you're the founder, and you're not going to go to your 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 company's event, uh, the biggest one of the year. You're not going to go. Yeah, I'm surprised they let this guy on stage. You know? do you think these guys are? Do you think these guys are still around, or are they using doubles? Well, it's interesting. I mean, you no, know, you look at you look at the pictures, and they look the same every year. They're just old, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, Soros looks like a lizard. Yeah, yeah I mean, is he like ninety four years old or something now? Yeah. These guys live a long time. You got to be. Yeah, they do live a long time. I wonder what real, they're what they're doing. A real yeah. fine man, just an upstanding citizen, Soros. You know, just probably has something. He turned turned in his neighbors. Uh, or they're probably looking at clones and stuff. Well, here's another one. Do you guys hear about how the elite businessmen, the globalist businessmen now, they will not allow people who take in the, the snake bite to pilot their plane. <laughs> the fly yeah, yeah, yeah. They won't I, do it. The cheer. I, I wonder why. Isn't that weird, you know, that all these people yeah, that are I going to yep. high profile executives and world leaders and they request people who aren't jibba jabba in order to fly them. You know, you got to wonder what's what's going on with that, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, the CDC is is reporting now that that snake bite causes strokes, and they're coming it now too. Wow. Yeah. So, well, well, it's okay. It's, the damage has been done, right? So now you're trying to save face. Well, first it was the heart attacks, right? The myo my myocarditis or some myocarditis, and now it's strokes. Um, what's going to mm-hmm. be next? Um, you know, and then we have that, uh, you know, suddenly dies thing continuing to go on all over the place. Um, yeah, it doesn't, it, it feels like the truth is now just starting to seep out where yeah. people who are, you know, question this thing. Um, now even the CDC is saying we need to look into this more, um, you know, mm-hmm. I think it was obvious that it was very hastily done. And it was, um, you know, anytime, listen, anytime somebody talks against something else and it's like immediately suppressed, immediately cracked down on, you know, suspicious truth is, is very close. Very suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> the more right. they crack Speaking down, of, oh, yeah. the sooner they, they stop it, the more on the nose it most likely is. Let's be honest. That's a you know that's a great segue. Thank you for that, Kevin. You're welcome. My yeah, my point, job. Because my next point is the Pentagon just went silent on all their UFO disclosure activity. I oh, heard of that. Interesting. Pilots. No more disclosures. No more. Uh-huh. No, no more Navy pilots talking at conferences. No more disclosures. Period. Mm-hmm. 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 That is interesting. How, tr- how, how close is the truth, Bob mm-hmm. or Michael? <laughs> how yeah. Original, very close. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> I, I never followed up on it, but uh, the war of the world. I happened to see the uh, 
an article that came out maybe a week or two ago about Russia supposedly shooting down some type of ball of light or UFO. I don't know if that's a thing or not, or if they if it was a hoax. Did anyone hear about that? Which one? Yeah. Um, How many of them? Yeah. <laughs> well, you, 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 no one heard about that. What? Well, well, yeah, I mean, I've heard about them all, but I mean, which one are you talking about in particular? Well, it was just like, um, well, how many UFOs are they shooting down? <laughs> <laughs> is there that many of them? Yeah, hang on, let me look. There is that many of them, I think, yeah. So Russia's, yeah. It's Russia shooting down those UFOs now? Well, I, I'm sure. Yeah, well, I've seen it. Let me see. It was on January 3rd that Russia claimed that hmm. a UFO was shot down and that it was a ball of light. So I don't know how you shoot down a ball of light. <laughs> I don't know if apparently, you know, if this was hoaxed or not, but there's footage of it. And it's kind of interesting. I was looking at it and I was like, I, you know, I hate to ask, Michael, drone. where was the source? What was the source? Of this? <laughs> it's, it, it was all over the news. It was Putin himself. Oh, well, okay. All right. Well, Weekly World really, uh, he said, I shot down a UFO. But the, the one that really piqued my interest was the, I seen it on the National Enquirer. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that is <laughs> Right next to the crocodile boy. It was. <laughs> Wasn't it big letters on the front page? Russia shoots down. You look light, light, light ball. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting though because next to two there so many maybe. different news outlets trying to report on that. I was, you know, with the times that we're living in, it really made me question what kind of narrative they're trying to drive now. Well, you got to wonder what they're what they're doing with the suppression of that because I mean, Bob this is a total one eighty from where they were like. They were basically like giving briefings and saying, hey, you know, we, we have all this data. We're going to share it. We're going to have uh, hearings. And now all of a sudden you're telling me that they're just basically saying we're not going to share anything anymore. Yeah, pretty much. It's just uh, that's that's what they're doing now. It's uh, so you re- it really has to send up a lot of red flags now, you know, but yeah. g- given the state of where we're at right now, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah. Because yeah. they don't want to give away too much information. You know, right. there's this whole deception thing they have to keep under wraps. Is know, it a national security forward. issue in order to disclose it now, right. Bob? Everything's a yeah. national security issue. Yeah. But speaking of disclosure, we have 14,000 hours of security footage coming to us now from that mm. whole event that took place in January a couple of years ago. And uh, I think it's going to be a big nothing burger, to be honest with you. You know what I think most national security issues are? Like protecting individuals from nefarious wrongdoings. Let's be honest. I think that's really what it is. I mean, I I really do believe that like maybe 10% of it actually is something to do with our national security. But they they call everything national security. And it's basically anything that's going to harm somebody in power. It's like, uh, if it's going to harm this guy that we show all this bad stuff that he did, then we should just keep it under wraps and call it national security. I'm sorry, guy, but that guy is not national security. Okay. If he did something bad, it should be shown, but that, you know, but but they protect their own. They have their double standards about everything. I mean, the the way they prosecute themselves is and investigate themselves is way different how they investigate others. Uh, It's, you know, it's, it's just a, a bad form of corruption. And I think that, that maybe this whole thing with the Pentagon is um, 
is leading down that that track as well is that there are people out there in the combined military forces that have spoke and said, I've seen this, I've done this, I've whatever. And then in the past, they've been immediately just, you know, say this person's nuts, you know, don't, don't hire them or, or whatever. And then they, they fire them or they, they tell them, don't ever speak about that again, that kind of stuff. So right. I don't know, Bob, it sounds like they're doing they're they're It's kind of almost they're back to their old tricks. Well, think about what's happening right now. Uh, since you're, since you're saying that another great segue is how they are, uh, one second there, is um, how they are sacrificing Biden now. They're sacrificing him now, okay? And, they're you know, through the whole, uh, all the forms they had inside his garage, yeah. now the IRS is after him now. I mean, they're completely sacrificing him. And I have a theory behind that. You know, Nancy Pelosi's nephew, uh, Gavin Newsom, wants to run for president, okay? And I think they're trying to set him up to run because, you know, Joe talked about running again, but they don't want him to run. Okay. So that's one theory. So they, they're setting stuff up for Gavin Newsom to run for one. Oh, and and oh, the man, other theory I have is think about it. This is the first time in history. We have two presidents being investigated for the same crime, <laughs> Biden and Trump. Now think about it. So basically, what they can do is, hey, you know what, Biden, you had documents. You know what? You're gone. Trump, you had documents, too. You're gone. Neither one of you can ever run again. Neither one of you can run again. So are they setting the standard to go after Trump? Is that is that what they're doing here with Biden? Well, they, hey, I mean, Trump, no. we did the Biden. But here's the thing about Biden. Biden was a vice president. He doesn't have executive privilege. Right. So I think it's going to fall apart when they try to do that. Obama has tons more classified documents than Trump. So <laughs> we can do about Obama. Oh, we like Obama. We're not he's on our side. There is a double standard there. Get rid of, but uh, you got you gotta wonder if there's uh if they are setting something up like that where they're gonna disqualify both from running again. I don't know. I think that the that the left has a lot less to, to lose because I mean let's be honest, what's Joe Biden gonna be when he runs again, 80, 82 years old or something? 81, 82. Uh, so yeah. he's going to be pretty old. Um, and in fact, you know, what's interesting is like Diane Feinstein, who I think is like 91 or something. Uh, she's, she's coming up for re-election in two years. So I believe she's going to be 93. And no, she's not that old, Kev. Yeah. She's, yeah. In, her, she's in her late eighties. <laughs> maybe she's no, 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 no. Oh, good enough. Uh, Check it out. Google it. Bob, Google it and find out. Let's she, see how she's old from she Cal- is. She's from California. Yeah. She's old. Yeah. I know. I voted against her like a thousand times. <laughs> uh, and she won every time. But, um, come on, but, man. No, come, you come on, man. I think that she's 90. Um, okay, yeah. Bob, on, Google it. Uh, and, and then, and then uh, she's st- the, the, a Democrat named Katie Porter said that she's going to run for Senate. And the next thing you know, all the Democrats are going, coming out against her saying, how dare you run against um, uh, Feinstein? I mean, come on now. Feinstein's going to be like 93 years old. She's uh, 80, 89 she's, years old. According to Google. All prime, right, so she's going to be nine, so I'm sorry, she's going to be 91 years old. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm off by two years. She's going to be yeah. 91. She's 89 right now. And, and, and the Democrats are saying, wait a minute, what, why are you going to run against her? I mean, 91. 
And, and the fact is, is that people have said that she actually has hardly any cognitive capabilities right now. That there's like yeah. literally she cannot understand anything, say anything or do anything. And yeah. that she, they're going to vote her in for six more years in two years from now. Come on. Yeah. She's just a puppet. You know, she's just there, but some there are people running things for her in the background. She ain't a part of this whole thing. Just like Biden, he's not a part of this thing. You know, it's just a, a meat suit idiot walking around saying stupid stuff. Okay. And they they just have people walking around, you know, trying to clean up his messes. But, you know, overall, you know, like I said, they're sacrificing Biden now. They're getting rid of him. Who's the thing is, turning on him. Yeah. But they got Trump, though. I think uh, the Supreme Court will exonerate Trump. So he this is not going to stop him. But mm-hmm. it will wreck his reputation, though, a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but a lot of people, for th- those are for those idiots out there that don't watch anything and, you know, they'll buy into that, you know. Right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but the, the problem is, though, is even though Biden's going to be a thousand years old, and, the, the the problem is though is that who do they actually have to run? I mean, who who could win a general election? I mean, I'm sorry, but the vice president, they're just there's I don't think unless there's something funny business hey, going on, as we say, uh, there's just no way. That, 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 I mean, she can't even win the nomination of her party. She got like two percent. Um, she she says word salad all the time. She she oh space space is great. I mean, this this woman's nuts. But but um, <laughs> can you do that again? You, you, yeah, you've got her, and then who else you got? Buttigieg. I mean, the guy has nah. like failed on every single <laughs> transportation thing for the last two years. It's like right. supply chain issues. Oh, where is he? Oh, he's on paternity leave. You know this whole thing about the railroad strike. Uh, you've got the, <laughs> the the planes all of a sudden not going going anywhere. Southwest cancels all these things, and where's Buttigieg to be found? I mean. He's talking about racist roads. I mean, yeah. what's going on here? That's his biggest thing he said in two years is that the overpasses, of course, in New York were hey, built now, in order to be racist. So they should be fixed because they're racist. Bernie, Bernie Sanders is still Bernie up, Sanders very is like 106 years old as well. He's not even like a Democrat. He's still alive. Janet Yellen, that's the one we got to worry about. But she, she's the one that's trying to charge everybody 40% on the value of your home. It's not so bad this year because we're in a recession, so our values of homes are going down. But if she pulled that off last year, everybody would have got screwed by that whole thing. Who's gonna but who's gonna who are they gonna nominate, Bob? Pocahontas? As I said, Gavin Newsom. I think that's who they're gonna use. No. He already has 40 electoral votes of California. Ga- oh, gruesome Newsom, as uh yeah. as Ellen Marzulli calls him. Yeah. Newsom, that's what my friend Jim calls him. Newsom. Yeah. Newsom. Yeah, Newsom. He's uh, is he? He's he's the governor, and he's Nancy Pelosi's nephew, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who I think they're trying to line up for it. But you know, and he was in the White House while Biden was at was gone. Remember that yeah. one day he yeah. went there and he measured all the drapes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, I mean Newsom. That guy. That guy bought one billion dollars worth of fake masks. I mean, that's the guy we want in charge of our. Of our <laughs> Come on, perfect. <laughs> Why not Donald Duck? From China. From China. I mean, hey. it, it'd go from bad to worse, Bob. If we had Newsom in there, I think. Hey, you know, if Newsom's in there, all you guys out there that love to drink and get your liquor on and get your strip, you go to strip joint. 
Those are all still open during another lockdown, so you guys are right. up with that. Yeah. Right. All the churches will be closed. Yes. So that's yeah. not good for us. Yeah. <laughs> next pandemic, club, uh, it'll be nationwide. Uh, Newsom right. will, will say all the all the all the strip clubs and the and the bars and the liquor stores are open, but you know all the churches that are in synagogues so far they're all closed. Yes. Right. I just wanted to. Can, can I bring us back to down a little again? Bit? Yeah. Bring us back again. Back no, there. I mean we're fine, but I just wanted to bring up a point about, you know, you, you, you were talking about Feinstein and, and Pelosi and all these people. Do you know, back in the, and I remember this vividly, like it was yesterday. There was a, there was a fellow by the name of Jim Jones in San Francisco. He was, a uh, at the, at the time he ran a place called the people's temple. We all, we've all heard of Guyana and Jonestown. Mm-hmm. Two of the biggest supporters of Jim Jones were Diane Feinstein and Nancy Pelosi and Willie Brown oh. and and a lot of these people that we're talking about right now. Willie Brown. And you see that these these people are still around. And that was in nineteen that was in the towards seven I think it was seventy seventy eight, Jonestown. And uh, this he started out as being somebody who was helping the poor. He fed the homeless people. He had people, you know, he started off as a philanthropic guy. Was really doing great things for people in San Francisco. And we've all, you know, it was right up the street from where I, you know, basically right up 30 miles from where I grew up. And. After a while, it went sour, but there's more. There's a lot more to that story than 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 is in the government's history. But um, mm-hmm. because of what he was doing and the people he was connected with, that's Feinstein and Pelosi. He w- was able to get away with. He was actually appointed to the city council in San Francisco. <laughs> what this guy had no experience to do that. And he's appointed and he was, he, he had all these funds available. And at all, if you follow the money trail, this is where you really find out what's going on with these people, Bob. I mean, the, the millions and, I mean, the money that is behind these people is, is obscene, the amount of money. And it's, the uh, love of money is the root of all evil. Why does God say Man. that in his word? It's the roots. It's the root system mm-hmm. of all evil, mm-hmm. and where there is that lucrative amount of money, you know, I'm just going to rub some people the wrong way with this one. I wouldn't send Zelensky a penny. That you that Ukrainian fraud. I second that, and I and I I, I don't care what people yeah, say about your- him. He is just a. He's been fleecing America. The guy's a criminal. And we're, you know, this is, this is nuts. And and all the money he's getting, and he has the gall to come over here and make try to make everybody feel like, it's our fault. What's going on? Right. 
Maybe I, maybe I get a little carried away there sometimes, but I'm That's telling right. you, this this stuff is really, you know, it, it's truth. You know, it's covetousness. It's it's the and, and what it is, you guys, is the world proves the word, <laughs> doesn't it, Michael? Amen. The word yeah, sure proves does. the world. Right. I mean, the world is so so screwed up. All you have to do is get into the word and you start to, oh, that's why it's mm. like that. There's the evidence <laughs> yeah. again. There's the yeah. evidence of our Lord and Savior, the patterns that Michael talks about, the evidence that we discussed last week. It's mm. all around us. God's evidence of his creation is all around us, folks. And you can see even through the evil of Jesus, of, of uh, what's going on with uh, the satanic uh, culture sprouting up all over the place, coming out of nowhere. It's all, it's all there. So you know the evil's there. Then you know Jesus Christ can pierce through that, that right. evil. And the church is there, right there at the door and you have the right. And there's also that, that symbolism. I think maybe we should do a, uh, do a study on this at some point, but the, the two women yeah. right in the field, Michael, have you ever done a study on that? Because the two women grinding at, at the mill. Yep. Right. Yep. Two different women. And this kind of goes in a little bit hand in hand, what you had been doing in terms of your teaching too recently. Yeah. Which was an excellent teaching by the way, yeah. brother. Well, I appreciate um, it. Yeah. Study, but yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really it. interesting. Yeah, there's so much, man. It's so amazing. I, it's so great when the Lord leads you and opens your eyes to new things. It's they're not really new. They've always been there. We just didn't really understand how it all kind of fit into place. And um, even after that last study, I just opened up into Proverbs 30, and I'm gonna branch out in a couple different areas this coming Sunday. But it's really interesting because so many things are tied back into those concepts. So the Lord opens the door to a better understanding of what he's doing. And like you said, it just suddenly starts making sense through typologies, through allegory and foreshadowing and the patterns throughout the whole entirety of scripture. That would be a really awesome study though, that you mentioned the there, bond right? woman, right? The free woman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So and the mother, right? Grinding so, at the mill and the, toward in the beginning of sorrows at that time. That think Jesus about this. And um, I was actually reading um, Ephesians and um, you know how it says that uh, honor your father and your mother, right? It's the first commandment with promise and um, how the Lord's always showed me that there's these, the naturals, and then we have the spiritual counterpart. Well, and in John five thirty nine, we see that all Scripture is about the Lord, right? And um, once we finally kind of understand this concept of the mother, right, honoring your father and your mother, and it was the first commandment with promise, right? And what was the promise that you would live long, like all would be well with you, and you would live long on the earth, right? So when we look at the now deciphered, who the mother is in a spiritual concept it is the covenant of grace right honor your father god and his covenant that we are all sons through and that you would not just live long on the earth which is the natural but the spiritual is we have eternal life with jesus christ and um i was thinking about that and i was like man look, god you just you just continue to blow my mind every single day yeah. it's like every time you open up the scripture it's, there's something amazing getting ready to jump out at you and it jumps out. It really does. That's what that's why I said Amen. before. It's just a, you know, the, 
the goal, if you will, of uh, of time is to is to bring the prodigals back. You know, bring the people who've yeah the father is waiting for at the end of the road. He's uh, you know he he's he's waiting every day. He's waiting every every moment of every day. Yeah, for for the lost ones to come back for the you know exactly. you go out there and you do your own thing and then one and then one day you realize that you can't do it of your own strength anymore. The last thing that anybody ever wants to admit is that they need help. The last yeah. thing a man a man ever wants to admit is that he's wrong. Yeah, and uh, it takes it takes a lot to to um, humble yourself. To mm. say, you know, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this myself, and it's not a sign of weakness; it's a sign of strength. Yeah, it's funny it because, yeah, it becomes your battle cry, right? And because we know in our weakness, His strength is made perfect. So, and it all goes back to that confounding wisdom, right? Because the world teaches strength that you know we are able to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. But the unconventional view, right? Well, that's the conventional view, but we have this unconventional, what the world would say, unconventional, or just foolishness to the world is that God says, no, realize you're weak and you can do nothing without me. And I will cause you to walk, right? I will, I am the one who works the will and the way, Philippians 2.13, right? He's the one who's doing it. And we just got to get to that place where we realize that. And like you said, and pride is one of those things that kind of keeps us separated from that. But um, just letting go of that. And I, I'm so grateful to God because, you know, I realize I'm weak. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's, I, I, I'm nothing without the Lord. Yeah. Well, there's and two, really, there's two, yeah, there's two kinds of prides, pride though. You know, there's the pride in, in, in saying, uh, I don't need them. You know, things are fine. I yeah. don't need God. I don't need your Jesus. Yeah. And then there's the pride of, of having the knowledge and yeah. lording over God's heritage with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, saying, Hey, Amen. look at me, I'm the one that has the truth. It's yeah. like it's like you going on and doing doing your study and saying, Hey, I'm the only one that really has an inside track on this stuff. Wow. It's I almost would, like I saying, I am the truth. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I have I the am. truth and I am the I truth. Know. I know Michael and, would never. I know you would never say that. I'm just using this as an example. Oh no! But it totally, but you're, totally you makes come sense. on there and say, hey, you know, brother Michael, and I have got the truth, and you know, or or Bob comes <laughs> on there and says, I don't want you to watch anything else except for me. Did yeah. Michael just say that he's the truth? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's so amazing though because it's in the weakness of the moment of my faith in my flesh, right? That the Lord was able to bring such an amazing thing an amazing study not just from me alone but really piggybacking off of what brother bob hagan's done and it's so amazing to see how god uses this body and he's orchestrating all the moving parts because what i might say inspired by the holy spirit would inspire bob b what which he was talking about being sealed into the ark and that was something that I think is really awesome and profound, you know, because we're in and God's the one who seals the door. And we see the body of Christ, right? The church, we have the body. And Jesus, right, he's talking to the Pharisees from John 2, 19 through 21. And he says, you know, destroy this temple 
and I'll build it back again. And they're all like, oh, it's going to take, it took us 46, you know, years. And you said you can do it in three days. But it said he specifically was speaking of the temple of his body. And, you know, that's something that his disciples realized after the fact, right? They're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. We realized that this was what's going on. But in Romans 6, 4, it tells us that we are buried with him through baptism, right? We have died in him. So how fitting is it, right? The one who baptizes is Jesus, because we also see in John 1, John says, I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, upon whom you see the spirit descending and remaining on him. This is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. That's John 1, So we see that it's Jesus who baptizes with the Holy Spirit, right? But that symbol that we see, the symbology or prophetic parallels, just like the ark, what happened with Jesus, right? He was buried in a tomb, rolled and sealed. We are sealed in the body of Christ. And we have the pattern of resurrection three, right? Early morning on the third day, the, the resurrection, which led to, of course, Jesus having a glorified body. And us being a part of the body of Christ, we, we can't just dismiss that potential typology that's sitting there. And I think it's really amazing how many seals and pictures that we see that were sealed in Christ, right? All around us. And when we really look for it, it's just, it just blows your mind. And the enemy doesn't want you to know that, right? He wants you to have doubts and, and oh, you're, you know, you're going to be a castaway. But that would defy the entire promise of God that he told us, right? Remember, the, the first commandment was promised that we would live long spiritually and with eternal life in Jesus. And he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And all the promises are yes and amen. Amen. That's like what reminds you of Romans 8, 10, and 11. You know, the yep. Bible talks about, you know, unless you have the, in, the indwelling Holy Spirit of God inside you, you're not profane. You're not going to profess Christ as a savior exactly. that has to come from within and something yep. happens has to happen from within before it comes out of your mouth okay exactly. so when we believe the moment we believe all right we are born again and sealed unto the day of redemption and I love Romans 8 10 and 11 where it said and if in Christ be in you the Holy Spirit the body is dead because of sin but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, the Holy Spirit, dwell within you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body, this meat suit that we're in right now, <laughs> and yeah. quicken your mortal bodies by the same spirit that dwelleth within you. Okay? So basically, like I said before about this verse, you know, at the rapture resurrection, when that trumpet goes off, the power that's in you will change you from the inside out. Right? Mm. The change has to come from within first. Triggered by the spirit, right? Yeah. What's that? I said that it's 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 not necessarily triggered by the spirit, it's triggered by God that affects the spirit, and the spirit basically changes you from without, uh, from within to without, including yeah. your body. Right. It's the exactly. spirit that does it. In other words, it's, it's nothing else. You can't will it to happen. No. You, your body can't just change on its own. It's it's It happens due to the spirit, and the spirit has to be the same spirit that raised Jesus up from the dead. It's the same spirit of 
being in that, that you are a son of God. You are an yeah. heir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Oh, come on, Kevin. You really believe that stuff, that you're an heir of God? And <laughs> well. A, a joint heir with Christ Jesus, yeah, even though it says I mean, that in Romans 8. Isn't that amazing that we are? Um, do I believe that? Yes, I do. Do I find it hard to believe? In some respects, yes. But in other <laughs> respects, though, if you know the character of God and know that he's love, then it's really easy to believe. Because you have to believe it. Yeah, yeah, because he 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 is able to do that, but he is the only one who's able to do that, right? And so it, it's difficult in some respects because we have human emotions and think, how could someone give away all that to somebody who doesn't deserve exactly. it? All, right? Yeah. Kevin, yeah. you're yeah, that's awesome. That you, ah, man, and I think that's where we get hemmed up all the time. And as I was reading today at the doctors, I was like, wow, you know, because. We try to lean, and I don't think it's intentionally, but a lot of times we can find ourselves slipping into where we start leaning on our own reasoning and the Mm. principles of the world and leaning on our own understanding. But we know the ways of God are far beyond our understanding. And not only do we know that, but it's Mm. it's contradictory to what the world teaches, Mm. right? And that's why it's foolishness. No one can sit there and think that, oh, well, this, you know, how can he, how can he be, you know, Say mm-hmm. like, how could he do that after all the things? He did he all did, those or, things, right. yeah, right. And it's yeah. it's so hard, and that's the tragedy. I Christians it. are supposed it's to be perfect, right? Yeah, that's, that's yeah, perfect. and it's it's oh, man, it's such a tragedy because we see the essence of the grace and the love of God just being in lost. And I've noticed something that the Lord's put on my heart, and it's something that I was possibly going to talk about too. It's have we noticed that in this day and age, we, we walk, or I say we, not you guys, but just as a general whole, it seems that there seems to be so many people trying to say, oh, well, this person's got it. Well, this person doesn't got it. Or, you know, or they're going to make it or they're not going to make it. And it's like, who are, who are you? you know, who are we to sit there and constantly bash the body i mean there's so much division are we supposed to be of one mind and jesus christ who is That's the right. head you know mm-hmm. like it's, lee brainer talked about that that uh, analogy is you're looking for a sign of life even if you yeah. breathe in one one heartbeat every minute you you're still alive there's sign of life yeah, I okay. like that analogy. So that's you know, and some people are like that. They're barely saved, but they're saved. You know, they're they're yeah. sealed in the body of Christ. Okay. And but you know, they're they they got a whole lot of wood and stubble built up mm-hmm. over the, the course of their life, you know. Or well, our or, job's or, not to condemn them, right? Our job is to to point out certain things and like if your brother has sinned against you, you go to your brother and you talk about that, or if you see him stumbling, you go to him and talk to him. If he doesn't, you know, stop, you're supposed to bring another person along and say, hey, come on, we're here. And if you don't like, doesn't uh, heed that, then you bring him in front of everybody and basically say, hey, okay, enough. <laughs> you know, we can't partake with you if you continue to do this kind yeah. of behavior. So there's, there, there are um, you know, principles and, and processes in order to deal with those things. But nowhere in there does it say that you condemn him. Exactly, Kevin. And it's so amazing you brought that up because I've also thought about that. And, you know, sometimes we think it's harsh because you see them being excommunicated, if you will, from the group. Mm -hmm. But we we tend to immediately think of the harshness or like, ooh, that's kind of scary. But really, 
isn't it the grace of God? Because sometimes we as a group can enable people to continue in things that they shouldn't be in. Exactly. So when you remove them from these groups and situations, they, they're put into a position to where they only have one person they can turn yeah. to who's going to restore them, who's Jesus awesome. Christ. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Amen. I want to make mention about this verse that uh, Greg has up here right now. It says there in verse 11, But the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell within you. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal, your mortal body. Okay, change your mortal body to a glorious and permanent form. Now, if you go to Ephesians 2 verse 1, it says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. So what, what was that dealing with? He quickened your spiritual body. Mm. He, he, he regenerated the moment you believed and sealed it to the day of redemption. So here we see that same term again. He quickened. Okay? Just mm. like he quickens your mortal body, here he quickens your spiritual body, who were dead in trespasses and sins. And if you go to uh, uh, Colossians 2.13, it says, And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together is that word again quickened together with him hearing forgiven having forgiven you of tra- all trespasses and he's okay, made alive so there it is again that word quicken in a moment in the twinkling of an eye hello in the moment of a twinkling of an eye there's a, a another analogy of this word quicken because it's so fast all right god doesn't mess around he's like does he bleed does he bleed does he bleed bam seal him <laughs> The moment you believe, he doesn't doesn't waste any time, Bob. He jumps in there and he seals you. As soon as he says, this guy or this girl believes, I'm going to jump in there right away and seal him. The saying's a duck. Mm -hmm. God doesn't (laughs) waste any time. He gets right in there. If I could just interject one thing real quick, what you guys were talking about before, um, Brother Michael, specifically in regard to um, avoiding certain individuals. Now, there's there's a reason why... uh, you know, if, if a, a brother sins, a sister sins and, and is found uh, in sin, that Paul gives us, Apostle Paul gives us some, um, you know, he gives us some instruction there, sure. especially in terms of, you know, keeping company with these certain individuals. That doesn't mean we have to completely ignore them, but it is to help ourselves as well, not get caught up into that sin as well. Yep. Um, but you know there, there is that kind of balance, right? That fine balance between understanding if someone is in some type of uh, sin, specifically a fornicator, an idolater, as it states here, or drunkard. Um, you don't want to get caught up in that area either. And um, also, the Bible tells us to uh, not have any appearance of evil, right? Um, because it also doesn't give us a good appearance as well. And uh, it doesn't help us in our walk and our, on our journey. So, yeah, we are supposed to keep, um, you know, encouraging one another, even if someone is caught up in sin. Absolutely. Right. We're supposed to uh, sp- uh, speak to them, but uh, admonish them as well. I mean, that that is a very important uh, topic to bring up because we don't want to be caught up in that area. Mm. And if it doesn't look good. We are not supposed to have any appearance of evil as well. You know what's the worst? Amen. What's the what can happen is the worst. The worst of all that is that when the church itself starts doing things, like and you're you're like, wait a minute, you know, hold on a second here. That's not biblical. That's like anti-biblical, 
and that the church itself is doing it. I mean, the church is supposed to be the one who have the people in it that protect the church from having that uh, influence in the church. <laughs> and so they won't infect the body, right? But exactly. Mm-hmm. These days, now you have the churches themselves doing those things and yeah. promoting those things. That's why people are leaving those churches because there is no protection there. And people are are actually fleeing from those places because they're no longer a safe haven for believers. They're of the world, basically. Let's be honest. They they have bought into the world system, and people who are actual believers can't stand it, you know? And how do you go and call out your pastor or you call out the, you know, the leadership of the church and, and they've tried. I mean, people have tried that, and they basically say, go pound sand. Well, flee from that church. I mean, it's okay to leave a church that's not practicing biblical principles. Absolutely. You know? Find, find, find one that, they, that, if you can, find one that does. But don't yes. stay in that church because, yes. look, you're not there to reform it, okay? If, 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 you can try, but if it doesn't work, leave. Uh, now, yeah. I'm not saying that every church is like that, but I'm saying yeah, that look, we know yeah. that there are many denominations, full, to, uh, full-on denominations that are going against what the Bible says and going straight into the to the word uh, into the world. But the, the the whole the whole thing that I was talking about before is basically that's that only works if the people in the church and the leadership in the church are actually all one body and they're and they're all very you know, true. Same. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, believe it or not, uh, all of us don't agree with it on everything. Of course not. I mean, not I, I don't. I, I, hard, I hardly agree with Kevin on anything. Oh boy, here we are. The word, and <laughs> I'm just joking. Now. Are you, yeah, well, you, you do have the <laughs> but, Northern California Southern California rivalry, of course. Yeah, yeah. well, that's we're not going to agree about <laughs> baseball. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even go probably, there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's okay. But, well, it's it's, <laughs> it's important because that's why I've always with the Lord, I should say has always made it very clear to me is uh, where do they stand? You know, and obviously we're not going to have a, a always consistency, not just because, you know, it could be because of, you know, we have a, a an incomplete understanding of something. The Lord hasn't quite led us into certain truths. Sometimes we have to have obviously, a, you know, precept upon precept, layer upon layering of understanding. There's certain things I understand now that the Lord's taught me that, you know, when I was first born again, there's no way I would have understood it. So we're kind of all in different and that's in different places in our walk. But that's what's so amazing, you know, because we have this relationship with God, with Jesus Christ and he's teaching us and we can have fellowship. And that's why we're supposed to admonish and encourage, you know, and reprove when we can. And I think it's so cool because when we all stand in the right place, right, we can let those things go, right? Because we're all standing on the gospel of our salvation, Jesus Christ, grace through faith, you know, and that's so important as a, as the foundational, you know, like, Hey, where do we stand here? And Lee, if you're watching this, I, I don't, don't take it personally because I do it with everyone. And anytime I've talked to anyone or before I really watch their teachings, I, I find what, how they view the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. And do they believe in Jesus Christ is enough, is the finished 
work, right? It was his finished work, his blood atonement. Mm -hmm. If I know that that's where they stand, I know they're my brother and I know they're my sisters, right? And we're all part of this body. We obviously can be in different places in the body, you know, different members and whatnot, but it's amazing. And we just have to love each other. And I just want to say that because I think it's important to always keep that in perspective. I, I think love you guys. Yeah, I think that's the, the most important thing for me too, right? Yeah. I mean, if someone's like talking about works yeah. for salvation, it's going to be hard to to get on any common ground at that point. Exactly. Because they don't really understand the character of God right. himself. They don't, yeah. you know, so you're going to have problems all over the place if you start there. Exactly. But I mean, if you start at a place where it's free gift, right, and it's it's grace through faith, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, yeah, you have a lot of common ground at that point. And then, I mean, sure, you're going to have minor things that are here and there, but they're minor. I would say exactly. that if someone believes that you have to be under the law for salvation, that is major because that's the difference between mm-hmm. old covenant and new covenant. Oh, yeah. which, I mean, there's really no more diff- no more bigger difference than that in in all of history. Let's be honest. I mean, that, that is the difference of, of what Jesus is all about. I mean, Sorry, why guys. he came, you know? You don't have to say exactly. you love me back. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, hey, and, uh, you know. Hey, Greg, do you want to start doing questions since we have uh, like a half hour left? Yeah, I think um, Bob is uh, going to be leaving. Bob, are you okay. staying? Yeah, you know, you know, it's like um, before the questions come. Well, you guys are the heavy lifters on the oh, 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 come on. Oh, here we go. Uh, we're working together as a team. Yeah. yeah. All right. Leave the questions to us. We'll handle it. So when are those angels going to be cast down out of heaven? Who wants to do this one? Bob Hagen is here, so you might as well take Yeah, this. go ahead. You're still here, Bob. See, Shalom. When are they going to be cast down to heaven? I don't know. A couple of weeks from now, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder. Okay. All right, Bob. Have a good night. We'll, yeah. we'll see you next <laughs> week. <laughs> a little bit of humor there, Kev. Okay. okay. Well, definitely, uh, definitely at the rapture resurrection. I mean, <laughs> when we go up, they come down. You know, there's a job opening in heaven. What day, Hagen? Okay. And it's, it's in the same uh, narrative of the Revelation 12. You know, there, there's a rapture. There's a man child getting taken up to heaven. There being uh, there are angels yeah. being kicked down to the earth, yeah. so I think it's right around the time of the rapture resurrection. I believe a hand of restraint being removed. Trust me, there's no hand of restraint here while the devil and his buddies are walking the earth. It sounds like a wrong. third of the angels are cast down at a certain point, right? And um, that sounds like something from Revelation twelve three and four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, definitely sometime right around the rapture resurrection event. It's, yeah. Maybe they come down there for a little mm-hmm. bit and we tell everybody who they are, then we leave. Maybe. Something yeah. like that. that might well, be and then I think a little bit later in Revelation 12, it talks about the angels and his demons are thrown down. So, um, right here, I mean, this, yeah, this is what, what it's talking about here in Revelation 12, 9 as well. So 12, 3 and 4 and 12, 9 both mm-hmm. talk about events about basically stars falling from the sky. Um, like a dragon swept and and cast a third, and then here you've got the devil, Satan, and his angels were cast out with them. The question is, is when does this happen? Do some of them get thrown down when the rapture resurrection occurs, and do the rest of them, along with Satan himself, get thrown down at this point, which a lot of people believe is actually the midpoint of the tribulation? Yeah, 
And I, I put this next question up here because it's dealing with the same thing. Are both the USA and Russia planning on some secret UFO building underground to make people believe that aliens have arrived here on the Earth? So basically, I put this one up here because when they show up, they may manifest as an alien invasion. Okay? You got your ships, <laughs> stuff like that. You know, when they get kicked down here, they're going to try to save face and show up in all, in all types of glory, I believe. Okay, we've seen this in Dreams and Visions. They're going to show up all Independence Day style, all right, because even though they're getting kicked down here, they got this whole deception that they have to execute here on the Earth, okay? And as far as Russia planning some secret UFO building on the ground, you know what? Why not? Why not? Okay, yeah. I, I, this more likely is probably is happening. Well, you know, all I know I, is that to serve man is a cookbook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, well, you got uh, the some shows, but I think uh, to answer a question like that, it's it's kind of, you know, you kind of have to have speculation there and kind of think about it. But knowing that Satan is control of the world, like he's the little G God of this world, I really believe that every when we seen uh, and what happened in 20 end of 2019 2020 right and we had all these uh things and the covers our faces and everything that we had to go to it was a world event that organized across the world right and so these yeah. are these are things that are going to happen and the entire world is going to be part of it because it's a beast system right it's a satanic system from the top down so they're all going to fall in line and be a, what's the the word lockstep Right. You know, there's still some areas that where uh, Tapa Bocas son mandatarios. Uh, it, it, and, uh, yeah, it's still true to this day, by the way. And I I, it any better. It's quite, quite, quite amazing. But yes, you're mm-hmm. right. They're all lockstep together, aren't they? The whole world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of the first time we've ever saw that really take place, isn't it? Where like everybody was just on the exact same page worldwide worldwide about yeah. not only that also about the uh the the well you call it the snake bite mm-hmm. a global it's a global order it's a global yeah. mindset like a yeah. five mindset all the same talking points okay all the same types of leadership all under klaus schwab all of our leaders for the most part you know globally came from the klaus uh, the klaus schwab school of leadership whatever that thing is called okay yeah. yeah, I could see. Yeah, we we are moving. Not a whole lot of nationalism left. There's no, you know, Bob. It's interesting that you bring that up because it made me think that how do ten kings, how do ten anything actually agree on anything and give power? But we've seen this happen where more than ten kings. I mean, one hundred ninety some odd kings basically all agreed on something and gave the power to the scientists, <laughs> to the experts. Yeah. You know, yeah, so you can have ten kings that give their power to the beast, right? Mm-hmm. And you got like uh, how many nations now? I think it was nine or ten or twenty nations now doing the CBDC. Uh, they got their own digital currencies going now. Yeah, Eventually, yeah. you're going to have all of them doing their digital currencies, and then right. they all merge into one. Okay, and that's how that's how it all happens. You know, so they're all moving in that direction. You sounds know, so sounds so fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got a great like question a... here for House of Pain. Great. When children are raptured, will they have perfect child bodies or perfect adult bodies? I believe they'll be child bodies because when a spirit is uh, 
but at, at conception, when a child is born at conception, okay, it's a spirit. As the spirit grows, the body, the housing grows, okay? And then if the, the, if the housing dies, the spirit doesn't just shoot up to 30. It continues to grow, however that works, the spirit body in heaven, and then it, it matures right around 30 years of age. That's what I believe, okay? So I just want to I'm going to throw out a theory. Yeah, what's that? My theory is that, it, well, first of all, whatever I mean, whatever God decides is going to be perfect. But I mean, I, w- I was thinking that I mean, considering it's eternity and there's really no time, that people can be whatever age that they want to be at any given time, or like look at look like whatever they want to at any given time. Yeah. Before you move on to the next question, let's let's all do uh, you know an answer on this. So I I do believe that we're all going to pretty much be the age uh, of Jesus when he when he was on the cross. I think we're going to be in our 30s. I think even a, a child is going to be pretty much at that age too. I mean, it can happen instantaneously. That's just my thought on the, on the whole thing. But for the most part, uh, Jesus gave us and uh, something to identify with um, symbolism of, of his, uh, of him dying on the cross. And, and when he came back as a, resurrected fully glorified body people understood knew him uh they saw him and he was pretty much the same so that's my my thought on it but yeah. well I, I went for the more fan- fantastical route because <laughs> the fact well, is, I, is that eternity i think is going to be very fantastical and there's going to be things that we can't even imagine so i just went for it all and just said <laughs> hey if you if, if there's a child and let's say they died as a child and their parents only know them as a child. They can appear as a child to their parents, but then they could appear as an adult in some other setting. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of nuts, maybe. But I mean, it may be. I mean, personally, I kind of align with Greg on that one, being that we see a lot, of course, and we see a lot of typologies and symbols throughout the Bible. And being that we are in the body of Christ, to look to Christ as exactly where we're going to be at, Kind of seems to make sense, but I mean, somebody in chat really know you're shut down. (laughs) No one really knows for sure, it's all speculation. But if we want to even speculate further, I will throw in the fact that uh, my wife had a rapture dream once where she said that she was standing in heaven and she seen my daughter, and she was, and um, well, I don't want to get too into it, but she's seen people right that we had that don't exist, but at a full grown level. And I, I kind of doesn't make sense. I'm just trying to say that our children were adults or looked like That's adults. Cool. Well, you know what's interesting is that we'll all be able to recognize each other. Um, and it's, yeah, it's that'd be, be cool. pretty amazing. I mean, let's, let's go that way. All I know is that it's always, it's going to be perfect. Everything's going to be perfect. We'll, we'll gonna all be know what we're saying. We'll all we're know not going to have to sit around and brainstorm ideas on how to make it better. I mean, it's yeah. going to be perfect. It's gonna I just want to, I want to mention too, since we're on this, this topic of children and the rapture, I believe all the children are going to be raptured. And I want to give you a few verses that backs up this claim. Okay, cool. Uh, Romans 7 9, it says, This Apostle Paul speaking, it says, For I was alive without the law once. This is when he was a baby, okay, mm-hmm. before he knew the law. But when the commandment came, sin revived, and I 
died. Okay, his spirit, he spiritually died. He was no longer alive. Okay, key word here is alive. Now, what does it say in First Thessalonians 4, 16 17? That those who are alive and remain, mm-hmm. alive and remain on the mm-hmm. earth. So there you have the children who are alive and those of us Holy Spirit filled who are still breathing here on the earth. Think about it that way. Still running the yeah. race. Yeah. Yeah, Bob. I mean, I think that's actually really fantastic. Uh, I can feel the, I feel like the spirit's bearing witness on that. I, I agree with you. Yeah. The ones, the ones who are asleep get raptured first. Let's see. Here's the dead in Christ rise first. Wait, but wait, wait, I'm going to read this question here, Michael. Take a stab at it. How do we prepare for his return? Belief. Have faith mm-hmm. because there's no other preparations. You can't physically prepare for a spiritual departure. Yeah. Did he pause? Still there, Michael? He did. I, I finished his sentence. Yeah. Gonna t- He's yes, right. It's you have to believe. There he is. He's back. Yeah. Yep. I was wondering what just happened. And um, I think this is another. It's interesting you bring this question to me, Bob, because. I've noticed every single time we get close to really exciting times and dates, which has been going on for a little bit now, but I'm getting really excited about Passover. But I've noticed that there's always some type of preparation where or people are thinking they have to do something to be raptured. When we see that salvation in, in 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, and then we have at the end a synopsis of a rapture event taking place all within the same chapter of the gospel. And there is no other place that I'm aware of in Scripture that talks about it being a reward. The only talk about rewards, right, guys, is when we stand before the Lord and our life is weighed before him, right? And all the things done for Christ, right, they'll, they'll remain and then the, then you had the wood, hay, and stubble. That's the right. only place it never said. And if and if they took the time, the Holy Spirit took had them take the time to annotate by inspiration what the Holy Spirit wanted to tell us. Why wouldn't He say, "Well, if you don't do this, then that's it," <laughs> you know? Because then it goes. And another big thing is, what was the promise? One of the promises that I always hang on to, guys, is He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Mm-hmm. And if you're left there then you've been left. That would go completely against God's nature and character. And another thing mm-hmm. is we're in his body, right? We are the body. He's not mm-hmm. leaving his body behind. <laughs> it, right. It's just, it's so preposterous to think. But then again, these things are foolishness to some people because they haven't quite spiritually discerned it or they're caught up in, in these works groups where it's, oh, you, you have to live perfect. And if we, if, if grace was unmerited favor, we never deserved to be saved to begin with, and we definitely never deserved to be raptured right. and, and and to be saved from the wrath. So I'm Amen. saying that definitely the best way to prepare is to believe in his finished work, his shed blood. Right. It's a gift. Right. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For we are yeah. saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. Our salvation all the way through the whole, whole operation from start to finish for our the regeneration of our spirit and regeneration of our body is the complete gift. That's one big gift. There's a process to the gift. We get different yep. parts of the gift. We get the first part mm-hmm. of the gift, then we get the second part of the gift. And if you go to Colossians 2.12, it says, 
buried in him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through Amen. the faith of the operation of God yeah. who hath raised him from the dead. Now, does an operation believe? No. We believe in the operation. We trust in the operation of mm -hmm. God. It's his operation. This whole our spirit being sealed to the day of redemption and the sanctification of our body, reeling in our body to try to minimize the sin in our life. Okay. Trust the operation. Okay. The operation is a gift. You're right. There is no, the rapture is not a reward for the faithful. I actually seen Perry Stone preach that. He knows, no, it's not a reward because that would mean that after I'll see with the Holy Spirit and that trumpet goes off, what? Well, Bob, you didn't quite make the cut. So I'm just going to take that spirit back and you spiritually die again. No, it's not exactly. going to happen. That's, I, I have to be taken, even if I've been a bad boy that day, I still have to be taken at the rapture resurrection. Man, it's so awesome. But right when you said that, something came to mind. Isaiah 46.10, right? God declares the end from the beginning. When we're born in our natural bodies, our natural flesh bodies, right? It's death, right? You might as well just face it. Your body is kind of like a zombie, right? Because mm -hmm. it's born in sin and sin is death. And what happens from our, we're born in death and our natural bodies return, just like God said, it would be the beginning is like the end. Our flesh, you know, from the dirt we came out of and to the dirt, our bodies return. But those who are born of the spirit, the spirit is life. So you're born into life through Jesus, and in your end is continual eternal life in Jesus. There is no end. Mm -hmm. You're not returning to the ground. You're mm -hmm. not. You're not getting cast out. You're staying with Him forever. Amen. Amen. Well, I guess we pretty much covered that question there. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mentioned it earlier too that it says um, gathering together all the more while we see the day approaching. Mm -hmm. That's how we prepare as well. We make sure that we're we're gathering together and that we're keeping each other sharp. Mm -hmm. Right. So that way you are excited about his return. There's a reward yeah. for that, you know. You get a crown yeah. for being You do get a crown for looking for it. Exactly. By the way, Bob, one other person said, oh, for, those are the, you talked about the ones who are asleep going to rapture, yes. But the what about the ones who are not saved? Those are resurrected in the second resurrection, which is after the millennium. And you don't want to be part of that resurrection because that's a resurrection to death. No, you you want to be part of the Blessed are those who are part of the first resurrection. Right. And if you look at this question here, what about those who are asleep? I think they're talking about physically asleep. Okay. Get raptured. If I'm sleeping in my bed, you know what? My spirit doesn't sleep. My spirit is projecting dreams. I'm having dreams. My spirit is at work all is the time. Is he talking about physically asleep, like yeah. alive and asleep? Do they get raptured? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. You'll be woken up to a very pleasant <laughs> so A very pleasant change. <laughs> a change in state. Not only awake, <laughs> but glorified. <laughs> you want yes. to take a stab at this, Kevin? Yeah, how close is Israel to building the third temple? Well, I've heard anywhere between three and six months from the time they basically say go. Because we'll uh, there's a lot of prefab, and basically they already have all the articles ready to roll. Uh, apparently they've got the, the heifers, and they're willing to sacrifice them early. So I would say, yeah, I mean, I would think that 
if someone gives the decree to go ahead and rebuild the temple, it's going to be up and uh, before you know it. I mean, it, so it's not going to take long. So for those who say the tribulation can't start yet because the temple hasn't been built. Well, the temple could be built at the very beginning of the tribulation. As a matter of fact, the, the peace deal that, that strengthens the covenant with many could actually be the deal that starts the rebuilding of the temple. Uh, all, all, all that really has to happen is that there's that the sacrifices need mm. to occur and that they need to be stopped by the Antichrist in the middle of the, uh, of the tribulation. So, mm. I mean, if you're talking about three months or six months or whatever to build a temple, it's three and a half years before the Antichrist goes into the temple after the, the beginning of the 70th week. So it's plenty of time to build a temple there and have sacrifices going on for literally years. Well, yeah. they're also going, uh, the return of the temple, uh, that movement, they're going to Ben Giver to be able to be uh, get get the okay to go ahead to do the first sacrifice at the Temple Mount on April 5th of this year. Okay. And we already see what Ben Giver did. He took down all the Palestinian flags. That's never happened before. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's, I think, you know, if they start sacrificing there, Kevin, I wonder if that might actually might, you know, three and a half years into sacrificing, can that be it? You know, yeah, three, sure. I mean, could that be a, a, a real big indicator that the tribulation is going to start to spring? Well, you know, what do you think? Well, I mean, it's listen, for those who say the temple must be built before the rapture, I, I, I take I, I take exception to that. For those who say the temple will not be built until after the rapture, I also take exception to that because the temple could be built, started to be built or even finished before the rapture. Or it could be started and finished after the rapture. So it doesn't, how close are they? They are very close. I mean, all they really need to do is get, get the okay from everybody. And I mean, uh, you don't, you don't know when that's going to happen, but right now Israel is, is in a, is in, is in an interesting spot because they're in right, right this moment, they're in a constitutional crisis. Okay. Their Supreme Court. If you don't like our Supreme Court, their Supreme Court is like the most activist Supreme Court in the entire world. Only 42% of their population supports their Supreme Court. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Less than half their population even supports it. So Netanyahu was actually reelected on a big campaign promise to do justice reform, where they would give the power to the Knesset in order to override a Supreme Court decision. So think about that like in the United States terms where say you have Congress could do a supermajority, a two-thirds vote, and basically veto what the Supreme Court says. That's what Netanyahu is trying to pass right now and get and get done over in Israel to be able to control what he says is an activist Supreme Court. And then you have 80,000 people in Tel Aviv that are protesting that. And they're mainly from the left. They're either from either either from the left or they're pro-Palestinian. So, you know, so you have these, you have two sides over there that are basically like orthodox or right leaning. And then you have like, also Antifa was in that protest as well. You have Antifa, the left, and the Palestinians on another side. And so 
right now, Israel is in no position to start building a temple. They're not in agreement at all. There's going to be a, that's why I think that something big happens in order to change things. (laughs) And, you know, I I would think, Bob, that the rapture sounds like a pretty big event that would change. Yeah. 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 That, that, that would require a spiritual shift. Yeah. On the the planet for something like that to take place. And, yeah. yeah, and the body of Christ being removed, that's policing this All world the right children now, removed? Years, I mean, that'll be a spiritual shift. It's, it's yeah. a paradigm shift. It's a change. It's a change. Yeah. Can you imagine, I mean, one day all of a sudden all the kids are gone. I mean, all of a sudden people's minds are going to start flipping out and start going, wait a minute here. This whole world is, is. I mean, look at people went nuts when when the virus came out a couple of years ago. That's a great example. When two billion yeah. kids yeah. are gone. Right? That's a great example. Yeah, sure is. I like I mean, they don't. The people don't don't handle change well. Let's be honest. Yeah. So there, a preacher recently said I mean, two men will be in a bed. One will be taken. What? What? Well, actually, that's uh, Luke seventeen thirty four. Actually, where's my coffee? But two men in a bed. You know, that's not what you think. It's actually you know back then, a lot of men shared a lot of beds, and you know, their house is pretty small. Well, they didn't have McMansions back then, Bob? What's that? They didn't have McMansions back then? No. <laughs> 3,000 square feet with two air conditioning wasn't yeah. the standard? Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I'd just throw that one up there. That's but, a good uh, idea. So so this, so this verse is not talking about San Francisco, basically. Right. Yeah. That's like two women would be grinding at the mill. Oh, what's that? They're grinding? Come on. Give me a break. They're working at the mill. I mean, oh, wow. People you know, actually yeah, I think there's a lot more symbolism make, behind that. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. People used to have to actually make food. I mean, wow. they didn't just like all of a sudden go and everything was just packaged nicely and yeah. you know, in yeah, a GMO yeah, package. I think My you're favorite. right about that, Greg. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna, we're gonna definitely, get deep into that. We're yeah, gonna, I wanna I wanna take a look at change that emails on that, that one. Yeah. That that, that woman is woman's symbolic. Those aren't literal women. But um the men thing I'm gonna find out too. But yeah for another time go ahead <laughs> our animals yeah. in the trim bob what's that for the for the fifteen thousandth time on this channel so our animals in the trip angels told not to harm the grass or the trees but no animals are mentioned you know the bible doesn't save no animals are mentioned i know ships are getting destroyed in the sea the wildlife is dying in the sea so my i would imagine that the animal life would probably be dying on the land as well i mean if you have fire that consumes all the trees and everything, I'm pretty sure some birds are going to die. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, we might be seeing a whole lot of animals dying during the tribulation, you know. So, but, you know, they have spirits, and they do go down to the center of the earth. I believe they go to the center of the earth, unless God wants them up in heaven. I know according to Ecclesiastes 320, uh, verse 320 and 21, it said, all go unto one place all are of dust and all turn to dust again who know the spirit of man that goeth upward and the spirit of the beast that goeth downward to the earth so everyone everyone cares more i mean not everyone some people care more about their animals than they do about people though that's uh, that's where i started having a problem it's like look (laughs) people people need to be saved animals that God created them, but I mean, they don't have any saved salvation. So worry about people. Okay. We don't worry about the animals. God will take care of the animals. The animals will be fine. Okay. 
all the animals are going to be happy one day. They're all going to be, you know, not no pain. Okay. There are going to be animals in heaven. We know that. I mean, Bible verses talk about animals. So don't worry about the animals. Worry about the people. And don't worry about them. Go out there and, and, and bring them in. Go out to the fields and bring them in. I mean, that's really what we need to be doing during this period of time. Okay. Let's keep let's keep our eye on the ball here. Let's I guess I guess I I'm just gonna sum it up that way. It's like, yeah, right, I like that. let's let's focus yeah. on what's important. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Rapture resurrection. Here's another question here from Elizabeth. Will the bodies of those who are raptured turn into ash or just disappear? I think there'll be ash because our blood will be just burnt. The blood will turn into dust and ash. Okay, as our bodies, something has to happen to that blood. Okay, mm-hmm. um, Greg talked about that earlier when he mentioned the Bible mentioned Jesus feels my flesh and bone, but no blood because he shut it all at the cross. So our spiritual bodies don't have blood in them. Okay, so if the blood is burnt, it's turned to ash. Okay, mm-hmm. and I think that that I mean, how much how much blood ash. Is, Yeah, how much blood is in our body right now, Kevin? What four or well, five quarts? No, I think on it's average, a, it's a lot, isn't it? Courts? Yeah, I mean, okay, it could be that much. I mean, it's a lot, but I mean, the point is, is that it's, um, you know, I for those who say the blood, b- blood's going to be all over the place. I don't buy into that. I don't yeah. buy into that because I mean, we. I think when Jesus' body was changed, like all this blood didn't just go crazy. Otherwise, you'd have just blood-ridden sheets that were there, and they weren't. They weren't. So. What? No, I don't. I think that we're that that we change, and so the blood changes, and it changes to something, but it doesn't just go on the floor. Uh, that's that doesn't that doesn't make any sense. So, um, ash, hmm, uh, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. You got that, but I mean, but then again, we're we we don't die. I mean, we are changed. So. I don't know if we if our bodies ever go to ash, Bob. I think that our bodies actually change. Yeah, yeah. You might, you yeah. know, the Bible says that it's a mystery. Paul says it's a mystery. It's it is you a know? mystery. Yeah. Trust me, I'm not I'm not gonna be looking for my pile of ash when I leave. But yeah. you know, the ones who go to the ash, though, <laughs> yeah. that ash is all going to be to, to to be. Yeah. Answer the cremation question. Yeah. The ashes are going to be resurrected into in, into an immortal body, okay? Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter what what state your body is in. It's going to be resurrected. Yeah. I mean, God can resurrect from one piece of DNA. God can resurrect it, okay? At the bottom mm-hmm. of the ocean. Mm-hmm. So, no worries on that. God's got it handled. So, yeah, I'd know. be willing to even step out on a limb and say God has a working understanding and knowledge of your DNA because he created you. So he needs to even create it. You know, God's, you know, omnipotent. He's all powerful. He can do what he needs to do. And um, just kind of wanting to interject real fast on the last question. And I understand guys, you know, sometimes people have animals that are, it's very important to them, you know, and I, I get that, you know, Proverbs twelve ten tells us a righteous man regardeth the life of his beast but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. So it's understandable that we care for the, the indefensible, right? Because the animals, it requires us to look after them. But, but God, the one who created all things, who, who loves you and who cares for you, I'm, I know he's going to take care of the animals. 
So as, as, as just have faith in God that he's going to see you through and see the animals through. He takes care of them now. Yeah, he takes care exactly, of the flowers. Exactly, he takes right? care of the animals. Yeah, he's, that's what came well, to mind too. Yeah, the But he's going to take care of us though even more so, right? I mean, yeah. so yeah. I Listen, I think for when people start worrying about that kind of stuff, they really don't give God the glory. They 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 they, they forget that He's He's omniscient, that He's perfect, that He's not going to make a mistake. He's not like you or me, who 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 make a mistake and go, well, you know, I'll learn from that. God, God, I learn from mistakes because He doesn't make any. So He's got it under control. Just give Him the glory, allow Him to do His work. And uh, and focus on the things that are important. I mean, you know, work on your work out your own salvation in, in terms of, you know, and also your rewards and things like that. Get other people and help them to, to do it. I mean, but uh, yeah, it's listen, if you if you're if your pet dies or whatever, you want to go find a group in order to talk about that kind of stuff. And there's groups out there that do that. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, uh, you know, at the same time, though, I wouldn't spend my days and nights, you know, crying about my my pet who's alive and worried that I'm going to leave them in a rapture and worried about what's going to happen to them. I just think that that's that that's that, that's using up energy better served for other things. Yeah. Well, we also we saw what happened with the ark, right? So God will address the animals, yeah, especially yeah, the animals God. of His own children. Right. You know, if you have a dog or cat that makes you happy, I think God's good enough to transfer the spirit of that animal to heaven. I think he's yeah. good enough. I think, he, you know, it's like Kevin said, don't don't underestimate him. I'm pretty yeah. sure God thought about all that. Yeah. I mean, we're thinking <laughs> yeah. about it. I say, hey, God, have you thought about this yet before you pulled the trigger? You know? <laughs> Could you imagine even asking that question? Hey, God, have you considered? <laughs> I mean, come on. Right, right off the bat, he's going to just be like, what, dude? Did you forget who I am? I mean, I am. <laughs> of course, I've considered it all. I've made it up. I've, I've, I, I was the one who put that thought there. I mean, it was, you know, so it's, uh, he's just so far above us. It, it's, it, it's just yeah. it's something just to behold, isn't yeah. it? Do not the worry. The fact that we're going to see him face to face is, is quite and daunting. Easier said than done, but do not worry, right? Yeah, do not do worry. worry, right? Yeah. Definitely easier worry. said than done. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> Do not yeah, worry. Listen, that's just like anything else in life, right? right. Like, it's yeah. always easier said than done. You know, yeah. all these precepts and things you're supposed to do, and it's like, oh, I would love to be able to do all those things perfectly, <laughs> and, but I always fall short. And it's just like, that's why we're here to pick each other up. Mm-hmm. So, this, Sean says, look, animals know God's got it all planned out, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. So I mean, even, even the animals aren't worried. Do you see? Do you see your dog <laughs> worried? Is he like, well, are you going to be raptured today or tomorrow? No, I mean the dog's like, uh, <laughs> feed me. You know, I mean everything. <laughs> he's he's fine. He's fine. He's going to be fine. He's happy. Yeah. I saw that one service. You guys see that service being advertised where this company was going to take care of your animals when you get raptured? You guys see that? <laughs> no. I was like, you know, somebody's making money with that. And you got to prepay for the service. I'm like, come on. You know, that's <laughs> when you consider who the person is, take care of your animals when you die. When you, well, when, when you, if you consider that person is, is knowing that they're not going to go into the rapture, that's not a good sign. <laughs> that's not a good sign. That's <laughs> yeah. a warning sign. That's a red flag. That's yeah, that's a red, that would be the red, <laughs> a red flag. flag. Yeah. 
I know I'm not, not going in the rapture. Okay, I'm Jewish and I'm not a believer. <laughs> and uh, you know, but give me your dog. I'd be like, well, wait a minute. You know. And your money. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you're right. And your money. First, first your money. Yeah. First your money, then your <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I think I'd be weary on somebody like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, Bob, you're not you're you're not shilling for for that group, are you? <laughs> no. <Okay. laughs> no. All right. Well, uh, David, we've had David on before, so let's just uh, let's pull up his. His question. Ah, uh, yes, David. Hey, David. David. Yes. Uh, does the rapture involve some electrical energy from God? Ooh, but what do you folks? Bob likes this one. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally believe it does. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I knew Bob would be on this one. I mean, our body right now, our, our spirit manifests on like X rays and other scientific tests as electricity. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what our spirit looks like. I think right? it's one like point. Electricity. I think it's 1.21 gigawatts or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Right. But yeah. uh, it would make sense, wouldn't it? Isn't it that back to the future? And you have uh, yeah. Satan that fell from heaven like lightning. Mm-hmm. And you have Jesus said that the coming of the Son of Man, lightning shining from the east to the west. Yeah, right? lightning. It's coming. Mm-hmm. He's coming. And there's other verses in the Bible where these angels show up and then they have a light, the likeness of lightning. Okay. So, yeah, I think uh, lightning has everything to do with our trans transformation because the Bible says that when we see Jesus, we shall be like him, like mm-hmm. the angels even said. So the angels have a likeness of lightning, which is electricity. Mm-hmm. I think electricity has something to do yeah. with rapture resurrection. I think it also has to do with light waves too, that um, that there's a UVB frequency that can yeah. trigger something. And I, it's like UVB 143 or something like that. Um, so... Yeah, I think that it's all connected in their electricity wavelengths. Yeah, the wavelength. I was getting ready to say that because um, there's actually some really interesting studies done by – I can't remember the university, but I might put it in my community tab when I find it. But they have actually used sound waves right, to affect matter and matter. patterns, and it's that. really interesting. So when you look at it this way, if they can affect the matter – and we're we generate electromagnetic fields, right? So – I definitely believe there is a tie-in, and it's so even more interesting when we consider the fact that, it, that we have the trumpet, right? <laughs> so is there like some ULF blast that's going to happen from the trumpet that's going trumpet to affect the matter, right? The trumpet of God. I mean, so, I mean, there's goes right back to Genesis, brother, I right? think the trumpet let, of God. Let there, be, yeah. let, let there be light. Yeah, yeah. I think he goes right back to the beginning. There. It makes sense um, when you that see those sound studies. comes at us mm-hmm. at uh, eighty-eight miles per hour, and um, yeah, and then we're, we're just off to the future. So yeah, it's it makes so interesting. Sense. Yeah, because yeah, God spoke, He spoke into existence. Yeah. I did a video. Right? He did. He said, "Be the, the Hebrews say the, the Jewish say the Hebrews says be light, be light." Just spoke it into existence, and it right. was there. Amazing. You know, I did a video of dealing with electricity and the rapture resurrection. And you know the 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 you had negative charged particles in the sky that are negatives. Mm-hmm. You got positive charged particles on the ground that are positive, right. and of course a positive sign is a cross. Mm-hmm. And when the negatives come down, yeah. the positives shoot up into the sky. Right. So you got all the positive charges <laughs> in the sky that are little crosses. Nice. Know? So I mean, just little things like that. You can see the picture typologies, even how the electricity works. Right. You know, on the ground, how it goes up and down. Up into the heavens. The lightning from the east to the west, huh? 
Yeah. Mm. Wow. Awesome. Stuff like that. That's awesome. pretty cool, Bob. Yeah, I like that. So I knew you'd like that that question. Hey, yeah, let's bring out more of that, that uh, next week for next okay. week's Okay. All right, Greg. So then I'll put that time overtime. Yep. Sounds good. All right. All right. God bless you guys. And uh, I think uh, – sorry I came late, but uh, I will have to review what you guys were talking about for the first hour. Yeah, Absolutely. You know. All right. God bless you all. Lord willing, we'll see you next week. God bless. Take care. Bye.